0: What I'm going to do is I'm going to first uh, I, 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 uh, ask three questions: Is a greenness Christian? Am I green? And what, what, what is green chemistry? And then what I'm going to do is is, is to demonstrate what uh, what green chemistry is 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 through the through the uh, through, through the, uh, the the making of a, one of our major the plastics PET and one of the major components of that which is terephthalic acid. Um, uh, my my personal theology is is, is greenless Christian well well, my personal theology is is one of stewardship that we should be caring for all life and not only human and that that, that we have a a love relationship uh, with all human beings on this planet with all animals and plants uh, since we've evolved together I think it's fairly obvious uh, that, uh, that, that, that we ought to love everything that's here and but, but, but not only the, the, the living things on this planet, but but, but the non-living things as well. Uh, I, I, what I also believe in is, is a Sabbath, uh, that, that we have a time for, for the earth to rest and, and, and for us to rest. And this is certainly one of the, the reasons for, for the Sabbath, is, is, in my opinion, is healing. The, the, the healing of human beings and, and the healing of the earth. Uh, What I particularly like to do on on the Sabbath is a time to contemplate Earth's beauty. I I, I live in Portland, so I can very easily go to the gorge, Mount Hood, or anywhere and take a nice long walk on Sunday, uh, which is is one of my favorite things to do. And of course, at that time, I can can also think about ways to to restore the Earth. Uh, I I was raised with the concept of the the, 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 the theology of, 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 of domination. Uh, so certainly I'm, I, I'm 67 years old and I've realized in my lifetime what's happened with that attitude because we, we have, a, have a runaway consumerism which is, uh, is driving the environmental to, to destruction. Also what we have at this, this time is un, unsustainable use of energy in my opinion. I think in the next 30 years we have to use much, much less energy uh, than we're using. Uh, just a, just a couple of favorite quotes uh, that, that I've done in some recent readings. The first Endangered Species Act was between God and Noah. And one of my favorite uh, verses is from Job basically because it, rather than emphasizing uh, human beings as the, as the dominant species, it, it has us to, to look out at at the earth and have the earth teach us and not us being the, the, the thinking we are superior and that, that we 're going to teach it uh, so but but ask the animals they will teach you, or the birds of the air, and they will tell you, or speak to the earth, and it will teach you, or let the fish of the sea inform you, which of all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has, has done this and, and am I green um, I've worked for, for two companies. Uh, well, well, I started out in, in academia for, for 10 years. Uh, then, uh, then I went to, uh, to DuPont and then I went to, to Amacope. And in the last 35 years, I, I've done a lot, a lot of research, and I, and I must say that I'm well, basically proud uh, that as, 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 as a result of this research, I've been able to reduce greenhouse gases as carbon dioxide and methyl bromide, and I'm going to be talking about, about that a little bit. In a minute i 've been involved a lot in recycling of solvents and catalysts and plastics, and i 'm happy to say that now some of the the, the chemical uh, but the processes with which are online the big plants operating uh, that, that, that these are more efficient from from, from some of the work that i 've done. Uh, uh, about two years ago, I looked into, into greenness and read the 12 principles of, of greenness. Then I went to bed and, and I woke up the next morning and I realized that for the last 35 years that I've been doing green chemistry. Now, green chemistry was, was only invented about, 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 about seven years ago. Because I, because I suddenly realized that for for, for 35 years, I was going, well, I, I was in industry. I was going to my boss. I, and, and I says this is a project with which I think we ought to do. And, of course, in, in order to get my salary paid, uh, they, uh, I, I had to justify doing this work in, in, in terms of, 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 of economics. But, 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 what I, but I realized what was a couple years ago that for 30 years, 35 years, I was always doing green chemistry, but it was being justified in, in terms of, of economics. It was a very, very close link between the greenness and, 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 the, and economics. and my, uh, my personal lifestyle, I was, I, I was very interested to hear David speak because I've been a member of La of of Rocha and a number of other environmental uh, the organizations. I, I, I do with the, the driver, Prius, recycle, all that kind of stuff. Okay, let's get into the technical part of the program. I recognize that most of you are not chemists. I'm going to be showing quite a few chemical equations, but I'm going to get, try to get right down to the bottom line of them. Rather than to, to demonstrate, explain the chemistry, I'm going to try to get right down to, 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 to the bottom line and, uh, okay, in, in the chemistry. Okay, these are the, are the 12 principles of, of, of green chemistry that, 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 that were introduced in 1998. I'm not going to take an hour to, 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 to go through these. I'm going to give an example and basically refer to these principles as I, as I go through the, these examples. Okay, we're going to talk about plastics. Well, the, the way uh, the PET is made is, is by taking teratolic acid. Oops. By taking terephthalic acid and, and reacting it with ethylene glycol. If, if you remember in chemistry, when you have an acid and an alcohol, when they react, well, what they form is, is an ester. In this, this case, it's a polymer, so, so it's a polyester. Uh, uh, huge amounts of, of, of this are being made every year, about 14 billion pounds. The, the most uh, uh, the, 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 the obvious product of this are the are the green uh, water bottles. Only about 40% of these are, 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 are currently being recycled. So enormous, t- tons and tons and tons of this right now are, are being, being thrown in, in, the, in, the, in the environment. Uh, well, one nice thing about PET is, in contrast to other plastics, it, it, at least it's non-toxic. Uh, unfortunately, it's going to stay in, in the environment a very, very long time. It, it, it does eventually break down. Okay, uh, now, now we're going to talk about some green chemistry. What we am going to talk about this reaction here is, a, is this molecule is called perazolium. It, it comes from petroleum. Uh, that, 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 that's oxygen, which, which comes from the air. 21% of the air is oxygen. We're going to use a catalyst and a solvent, and we're going to make that, uh, that terephthalic acid. Okay, what I'm going to do is, is, is I'm going to go through history I can I get a historical approach of how terephthalic acid was made. The, 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 the first generation process, in 1940, it used a cobalt catalyst and a solvent, which is called acetic acid. Then a second generation process in which they just to change the catalyst a little bit, and you'll see in a minute, it made a very profound change in, in, the, in the making of terephthalic acid. And then uh, a third generation process, which is a third. Pr- uh, which is a future process in which we change the acetic acid solvent to, to a water. I'm going to talk about, about the greenness of these processes and then the meanness of those processes, the strengths of them and their, and their weaknesses. Okay, there's the first process. Uh, you, 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 you've seen this, perizolion, oxygen. Now we use this, uh, this cobalt acetate as a catalyst. The yield on a per-pass basis is not very high, but to 50%. 50%. Okay, now we get to the to the uh, to, to the triumphal part of the process, and and now we start talking about about, about green principles. Uh, the, the one thing that that we the chemists talk about is is the, 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 the atom economy. What that simply is saying is that if you want to make carbethalic acid here, is, is that you if, if you react para with potassium permanganate. Per, 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 Ideally, you want all of those atoms there to go into your product here. Well, it, it turns out that prior to, to 1940, the way you would make uh, terephthalic acid is using this kind of reaction. And unfortunately, only 35% of these atoms here end up in the terephthalic acid here. Well, what it simply is saying is about 65% of the atoms are wasted. Which is just in, and of course with, with, with green chemistry we want as little waste as, as possible. Okay, this is uh, this was uh, prior to 1940. Now we come to our uh, to, to, to the first generation process by simply introducing a very simple catalyst, cobalt and acetic acid. We can now take our oxygen right out of the air, which is a, which is a very very neat uh, feature of it. Now in to of the atoms which are used. To make your, your process is 82 so, percent, so a huge uh, increase in the economy uh, in the uh, uh, in the atom economy, the process. The only byproduct uh, that you're making is is water, and that's not too bad. Okay, uh, with well, principle number seven of those twelve principles of, of green chemistry is is to use free renewable feedstocks. And as I've said, of course, oxygen comes from the air. Uh, unfortunately, but the, the, the parasol does not. What happens when we run out of oil? That is one of my biggest concerns because of, for, currently, feedstocks for all plastics and many, many other things that we, that we buy in the store is coming from oil. Eventually, that's, gonna di- that's going to, to, to disappear. I, I, I just read a paper a couple days ago in which one could take lignin and break it apart and get some, paraxylene for it. What lignin comes from is wood. About 30% of, of of wood is lignin. So there's a lot of work, and I, I'm doing some of that for myself, to to see if we can get many of these chemicals, which 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 currently come from petroleum, to see if we can come if we can get those those, those chemicals from wood and, and other things. Okay, one great thing about this these. Of this reaction is when, when you run it is is it generates an enormous amount of heat. So 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 what they do when 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 they build the build the plant is they change that heat to, to to steam and then what they do is of course after you make a product you have to purify the product and then after you purify the terephthalic acid you react it with ethylene glycol to to, to 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 get to get your PET. Well, what's nice is you can take all that heat and you can purify the product with it and you can make the PET with it. So, so, so that's a, 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 a very nice, very efficient uh, thing. A, 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 that's principle number six in green chemistry d- designed for energy efficiency. Okay. Uh, my expertise is, is a catalysis. I'm going to be showing you some awful equations here. But I mean, I'm going to try to get right down to, 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 to the bottom line, them. First thing is, why do we use this catalyst? Well. One of the reasons we use this catalyst is when we make the terephthalic acid is that the reaction is is, is about three times faster. Well, 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 why is that good? Well, 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 that means that that the productivity of of, of the process is about about three times faster. So instead of having a reactor this size, you can make it one-third the size because because basically you can make the same amount of stuff in one-third of the time. But this is one of the main reasons that that we use catalysts. Because, well, when we make our, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, this is a, uh, uh, when we make a terephthalic acid, we 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 we're getting byproducts from it. And we don't want to throw these byproducts into the environment. For example, three byproducts are toluene, cresol, and carbon dioxide. You certainly know that we shouldn't be throwing the carbon dioxide in the environment. So that's a bad one. But the pericresol is a very strong poison. We certainly don't want us to put that in our water. Look what happens when we add cobalt as our catalyst. This is the experimental results of the amount... Of, of toluene made with, with a, without cobalt as, as and, and then contrasted with cobalt so there 's a huge reduction in these in these byproducts and that 's that's, that's the second reason that we, we use the catalyst The first one is is just, just just activity and the, and the second one is uh, he, 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 we to be talking to byproducts. Uh, how does this work? The thing that I've done all uh, when, 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 when I've been in industry, I always wanted to improve a process, but then I also wanted to understand what I was doing because often once you understand what you're doing, that will lead to all kinds of other ideas. Okay, so uh, so I wanted to so 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 so, so how do you uh, make this to acid? How does the catalyst work? Well, it starts with a thing called a free radical chain mechanism, which I'm not going to go through. It makes radicals react with dioxygen. And then you, what you get is a peroxide from that. Okay. Once you've got that peroxide made here, if you don't have a catalyst, that that, that peroxide bond is a bit very weak and, uh, and, uh, and uh, it dissociates, to give you a carboxy radical and a hydroxy radical. This is the same kind of chemistry, by the way, which goes on in our bodies. When your skin is aging, this is the type of chemistry which happens is peroxides perform in your body, and then they decompose, making this very, very energetic hydroxyl radical. And that uh, basically destroys cells in our body. It, it's happening here, too. And basically all the byproducts from that previous slide are being made through that, that reaction there. Okay, what happens when we use catalysts? We uh, published a paper years ago, and this basically explains why the catalyst is, is, is able to, to, to reduce all these byproducts. When you put cobalt in there, what happens is that peroxide reacts 40,000 times faster to give you the acid than does this <laughs> the thermal decomposition of the peroxide. So basically, it shifts the chemistry away from making all these byproducts to going right over to the product that you want. Okay. Uh, what about the meanness of the process? Uh, so this, this is, the, is the unhappiness part. Uh, one, of, one of the problems, as is, is, is I said, is that, we, is that the, the, the yield from this process is, is only 15%. I, I had not told you quite the truth uh, but, uh, but, but about the, the reaction. It's really composed of a whole series of reactions, which we go through here. I, I'm, I'm going to get right to the bottom line here. When you only get 15% yield, you're going to get a mixture of a large number of different things. But the only way that chemists have been able to figure out to separate the terephthalic acid, which is the thing you want from all of these byproducts here, is, is to make an ester out of it, and then to separate the ester by distillation. Well, That involves many, many steps, and that's a very energy-intensive process. And when, when we have something green, we want it as simple as possible. And that, and not, okay. The other problem we have is we're using acetic acid as solvent. The reaction generates water. The the, the boiling points are are very similar since they have to be separated by distillation. That's a very energy intensive process. And acetic acid burns to to, to carbon dioxide, which is is a greenhouse gas. I've done a lot of research on this. And what should I say? Uh, This is the way the the catalyst works. I know most of you don't care about this. But, 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 but that peroxide that's made, the cobalt-2 oxidizes up to cobalt-3, and then that makes a radical species. It goes through the free radical chain mechanism, and it goes around and around and around and around, and that's what a catalyst does. Okay. Uh, the, oh, the, the question is, is where does that, that, that carbon dioxide come from? And we've done a lot of research in, in this. And it basically comes from that this, this cobalt-3 that you want to have a, 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 a react with, with, with your aromatic species is, is able to uh, react with the acetic acid and, and the carboxylic acids to give you the, the carbon dioxide. So what you want to do is you want to stop that reaction as, as much as possible. Okay, now we go on... And in 1953, was this wonderful invention of just simply taking a cobalt catalyst and simply adding magnesium and bromine to it? Just take a couple other elements and put them in there, and whammo, we have the second generation. And, and this, is, this is a contrast to between the first and the second. You simply have added manganese and bromine to it, you keep the solvent the same. Look what happens to the yield. From from fifteen percent yield to a greater than ninety five percent yield. I can't tell you what the exact yield is because because that that is proprietary information. It's it's actually a lot higher than that. Okay. Okay. In the in the in the, in the first. In the first-generation product, as we said, you make a mixture of oxidation products. Here, what happens is a beautiful thing, is that while you're oxidizing, all of a sudden the product that you want, terephthalic acid, starts to precipitate out in 99.5% purity. That's just a wonderful thing. The rate of the reaction is four times faster, and the generation rate of carbon dioxide is six times less. Okay, uh, why? how does a catalyst work? How, do, how does it do this? I have given scientific talks on this, which take an hour to basically come to this slide and, and then explain this slide. Uh, but I obviously did, can't do that. Uh, but, the, but this is the, 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 the catalyst cycle for the cobalt-only catalyst, which I showed you a few slides back. We've, we've, we have determined how the cobalt, manganese, and bromine catalyst works. The peroxide oxidizes cobalt. Then it oxidizes manganese. See, here the cobalt reacts with, 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 the, hydrocar- with, with the hydrocarbon here. With a with half-life, very, very slow. 20,000 seconds. Okay. So because that's so slow, you get a large buildup. Your lifetime of cobalt-3 is very high in there. And where does your, where, where does your carbon dioxide come from? Acetic acid reacts with cobalt, and that's where your carbon dioxide comes from. Now what's happening when we added the cobalt, the, the manganese and bromine in there, you have this very, very fast reaction with a lifetime of .008 seconds. So so, so something like 100,000 times faster. Well, what you do is you, you greatly shorten that, that lifetime, so, so what happens is a consequence is much less burning of, of, of the acetic acid, there's much less decomposition of the acetic acid to carbon dioxide. Okay, uh, so, so, so the improvement in terms of, of, of green principles is a principle of the number nine is you want to catalyst as, as selective as possible. We told you that, that we had a larger reduction of burning. You have to a, have a, even further reduction of byproducts, which I, I don't talk about. Uh, you, principle number eight is you, want to, you don't want to make a, a, a derivatives as much as possible. Uh, in the first-generation process, what, what we had to, to make was esters. In this process, since the, 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 the uh, terephthalic acid comes precipitating out on you at very high yield, you do, you do not even have to bother to make the methyl esters. So, you see, so you're greatly simplifying the, the, the process, and they, 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 there's less hazard to the environment because of uh, carbon dioxide. Okay, Okay, let's, uh, let's go on here. Okay, now we're going to talk about the meanness of the second generation process, and I'll go through this very quickly. Even though we, 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 we reduced the burn of carbon dioxide from acetic acid, still a significant amount it is being made, so that's a weakness. What is now also made is a molecule called methyl bromide, which is a severe... Uh, the, the ozone into depleting gas. So that's, so that's a big negative. And then there's I I don't think I'll talk about that. Uh, and, and then, of course, we have to still separate the water from, from the acetic acid. Okay, so my job in, 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 in industry is to first find out what those strengths and weaknesses are of your process, and then to try to generate an, an idea from it. And the idea is, why not oxidize in water? Let's, let's go back to that slide. Uh, point one, point two, and point four are, are all associated with the acetic acid solvent. So we can only get rid of that acetic acid solvent and, and, and put into the greener solvent, and the most obvious the candidate is water. Why don't we just, uh, just substitute the uh, solvent acetic acid for water? Well, that's a very difficult thing to do. It, it, it turns out I worked on that. Uh, for, for for a long time, and um, okay, so this is uh, so this uh, this is just my point. Why not oxidize in water? Because you, you'll basically get points. You'll get rid of uh, points one, to two, and four. Okay, then the bombshell had, uh, occurred in in 2002, when I read a paper, that that what, what they claimed in that paper what they what they, they could oxidize uh, this. This uh, is a uh, perazole to terephthalic acid in, in a very high yield of, 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 of 80% using a, a resonance time of 18 seconds. The current resonance time is 45 minutes. So you go from a resonance time reactor of 45 minutes now to, to 18 seconds, you're making much, much, much faster, uh, much larger productivity. You can, you can greatly reduce re- reactor size, all kinds of, 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 of advantages to, to that. Um, That, when now that was just just a scientific paper. That was a web report and a scientific paper. I had seen other reports in which they've tried to oxidize the uh, to to terephthalic acid in water. They were generally had huge problems associated with it. Uh, this, this this work started in, in the year two thousand and two. I've been I, I, I retired from Dupont three years ago, and I'm still. But 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 they have held me on as a consultant in this project in this in this process, where I I do hold out hope that this will be the process of the future. It takes an enormous amount of work to go from. A uh, experimental result in a lab to actually building a, 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 a whole plant around it. Uh, we, we have made, made a lot of progress I could talk on for, for another hour but based on all, all the papers and patents that we've gotten uh, since then. But to, just to say that it does look hopeful that, uh, that, that we'll be able to do this in the future. I hope some of this made sense to you. Uh, let me just to, fit, to, to finish by a little quote the first and greatest commandment is to love God the second is like unto it which is to love your neighbor as yourself therein lies this ministry if you love your neighbor don't pollute your neighbor's air and water don't trash something that your neighbor could use and, 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 and these are just uh, acknowledgements of other people that, that I've worked with So yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Oh, wow. So, my apologies, I'm not an organic chemist, but Yeah, I'm not either, I'm, I'm an inorganic chemist. Go well, ahead. Yeah. Okay. But appears, um, I mean, what you presented, you showed a uh, many orders of magnitude, less time with the cobalt, uh, that cobalt intermediate that oxidizes, so that uh, separates, that splits up uh, the acetic acid mm-hmm. to generate CO2, but only, you know, approximately one order of magnitude less CO2 made in that process, so I wonder, just for my curiosity, if you know why that is. Uh, Can I resum- yeah, um, oh, I little Yeah. the question for the mic. Why? Uh, what? The, why did the, 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 the uh, reduction in cobalt was many orders of magnitude, but the reduction in the CO2 was well, was relatively small. The, the, the reason is because I've oversimplified the the other the, the chemistry. We, we we are burning both of the pyrazoline and the intermediates as, as, as well as the acetic acid. With with an audience like this, I'm sorry, but 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 but, but I needed to 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 to, uh, to, uh, to simplify it. Although also, frankly, we never understand all of the catalyst details. You know, when we, uh, in, in, in industry, we have models, the computer models, where we, where we put all the, all the chemistry in, and and. With all, with, all, with all the known reactions in there, we still can't predict all, 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 the, all the results from it. Yeah, yeah. You focused on your industrial process, but I think also we need to consider the downside of producing the manganese and bromine, mm-hmm. which involves energy and mm-hmm. byproducts. Right. That
1: needs to be part of your meanness equation
0: also. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Every industrial process, as you keep improving and keep improving, there are always mean aspects to it. There's no ideal process. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, uh, this one in water does look very, very good because currently the way terephthalic acid is purified is in water. And so, so you already have it in water. You simply have to cool it and, 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 and recrystallize it, and you got your, your purified terephthalic acid. Your, your caddis will be in water, so you, so you, you can recycle that. Uh, there, there's a lot of advantages. But obviously, no chemical process is perfect uh, in the, I mean, we, 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 we keep striving for it, but, uh, we, but there's always problems. Yes? One more. Time for one more. Yeah. Uh, is there a big move in energy to leave away from non oh yes oh yes that's where uh, are the in the field of where at the beginning or is there a bright in terms of what can be pulled to the future or is it field that's barely mature? Oh no uh, the the um I I I am doing organic chemistry, this is organic chemistry in water five, ten years ago people weren't even thinking about this. You, you know now that that there's a great deal of thought. Which, 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 which is going into it, and and there is some progress being made. I mean intrinsically organic compounds are not not, not soluble in water, or they have a very low solubility. So so you, 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 you can go to, to phase transfer to type of catalysis where you have mixtures of organic solvents water and water and, and, and things like this. Okay. Walter, well, yep. thank you very much. We're going to move on to Jack now.